This is Manya from Friendshipable, a Project BFF podcast. Along with my co-host Terry, we love talking about friendships, talking with others who think about friendships, and learning about these important relationships in our lives. If you like this content, please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash projectbff, or subscribe to the podcast via your favorite podcast app. If you have a podcast, consider hosting it on Buzzsprout. We love it. They make it so easy. And we have a link in our show notes for you. Thanks. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, Manya. Hey, Terry. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. What are we doing here today? What we're doing, first of all, I'm looking at you, but I'm looking at everybody out there. Welcome to Friendshipable. We're glad you're able to join us today. And this is episode 24 of the Friendshipable podcast. Um, and we're go- we've been thinking about, well, obviously our friendships, but the fact that there's times when they could just be so easy and so simple to slip into and to, to be with, to find a new friend or um, spend quiet time with old friends. Um, and other times, possibly with those same people, it could be a lot more complicated depending upon what's going on in the world, depending upon what's going on in your life or depending upon what's going on in their lives and the people around them. There's so many outside factors that could, that fit into this. So, um, so that's yeah. The, so what do you think about that, Manu? Should that's take the a classic two sides of the same coin, right? Only, on, only two. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is not one of those uh, Dungeons and Dragon die. This is just a coin <laughs> with two sides. One side is simple. The other uh-huh. side is complicated. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's something that we all understand intuitively. Any mm-hmm. of us who have had friends and friendships, mm-hmm. we understand that there are times when it just seems really easy and making friends seems really easy and hanging out with your friends. And then other times when it just feels like you're on that really bumpy road and why isn't anything going smoothly. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think intuitively we understand it and it's kind of interesting to be thinking about it, to talk about on the podcast as what does it really mean about friendships? Mm -hmm. Um, So if I can just jump in. Yeah. So we looked at an article on how stuff works as an aside. I love that website and we will link to all of this in the show notes. They were talking about the article was what is friendship? And it had a couple of interesting points. And one of them talked about our social structure as individuals. Like how is it that we relate to people in our, in our social environment? And I had never thought about friendships this way. That's why I wanted to bring it up. It's Mm. so exciting to me. One of them. So there were three types of, of social structures, tight knitters, Mm-hmm. compartmentalizers and samplers. Do you want to take any guesses of what those mean in terms of friendships, Terry? Okay. So the first one is a tight knitter. Tight knitter. Um, I think of one of two things that it's somebody who either jumps really quick to hold on and become close um, 
or individuals who have grown their friendship and their relationship over time and created bonds that don't need to, that are kind of innate. So either purposeful or just innate. Um, so you want to define it? Before? Yeah. So according yes. to, according to how stuff works, I've got my notes here in uh-huh. front of me, the tight knitters tend to maintain a dense social network where everyone is friends with each other. A dense social network where everybody yeah. is it almost um it's purposeful then right i think so yeah. i mean the image that just popped up into my head unbidden for no reason is the group of friends on um the movie the 80s movie saint elmo's fire okay so they were all friends with each other and they were this mm-hmm. group but they each had their own individual friendships but they mm-hmm. were all friends with each other and i suppose the tv show friends and the tv show living single mm-hmm. are other examples of that where it's a group of friends they're all friends together that's my guess of what they okay need, tight knitter so who do you think knowing that is tight knitter who do you think the compartmentalizers are um off the top of my head the carpet car, i can't even say the word Part you said compartmentalizer. Thank you. Um, that they might seek out in a group of friends, there would be a stronger connection between one or two or three people. Okay. Or maybe. All right. And my caveat is, I'll come. The other side of it is that compartmentalizing means you're not sharing. So. I'll throw that all out there. Now, what does the, the article say? I think when you put everything together, you just said you've kind of gotten their definition, which is okay. it's a person who has multiple clusters of friends uh-huh. um, that don't necessarily overlap. And they okay. often come from different time periods in their lives. So all right. that makes like, sense. Yeah. Neighborhood, high school, college. Exactly. Right. And and you didn't get to know them all at the same time. So you've got these little clusters of mm-hmm. um, And then the third one was samplers. <laughs> and that was, I'm not going to make you guess because I don't even really understand this one, but it's people who have one-on-one friendships, but tend to steer away from groups of friendships. That just strikes me as something that's not going to be, well, depending upon the other individual and the friendship, that's just not going to have a whole lot of longevity because yeah, somebody's to, to, it's almost like it's, it's exclusivity. It's you're exclusive to me. I'm exclusive to you. And the, everybody else that we, we know just aren't a part of what we have. And well, I, I hear what you're saying, but I think what they're saying that samplers and car- compartmentalizers are pretty mm-hmm. similar, like in, but instead of having a group of friends from college, maybe I have one friend from college mm-hmm. and instead of having a group of friends from work, maybe I have one friend from work. So I think those are actually kind of similar. Um, but yeah, it is the whole idea of having a friendship group. Yeah. I think is really um, interesting. And so like already, like this sounds really complicated, but you know, I guess this is just, this is the underlying thing of who we are as people and how we relate Mm -hmm. to other people. So um, I know we've done early on, we did some research in how long it takes to become 
a friend with somebody. What do you think are the four core types of friendship? If you think about like, think about how, how long it takes to become friends and what those friendships mean. What would you say are the four types of friendships? I would think, um, and I can only probably describe them as by the scenarios there are, and starting with what I think are, would be the least connection is a common, like, so it's a workplace friend. I, I probably won't do anything with you outside of the workplace, but we go to lunch together at work right. and we just have that thing in common. So like um, an acquaintance, an acquaintance. Yeah. Okay. Yep. The next would be, um, in the, the college experience where you've probably lived with people, um, shared a lot of non your purpose in there is, is going to school for four years. You've shared a lot of experience outside of that purpose. You've maybe vacationed together, visit each other's families or where you live. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would that be described as? So that, does that fit? The next level up from acquaintance is a friend or as like a, okay. a regular yeah. friend, right? Then the next level after regular friend is a close friend. Uh-huh. So then Which that's someone that implies some some intimacy of of sharing has happened. Right. So now maybe I'm thinking you've met each other's family. Yeah. You've shared holidays together. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of thing. And then what do you think is the fourth type of friendship? Oh, it's gotta go beyond. <sighs> you know it. Is it? You know, I won't fail this test Um, that it's a. So if we go trying to think of acquaintance, yes, we go acquaintance, friend, close friend, family. No, no, I've just jumped past it. You've jumped past. Um, You've jumped past you completely. Tell me best friend. Oh, the label Oh, the definition of it. Okay, that's I was trying to think of what what created that the definition of a friend of a best yeah. friend so what's the definition of that oh well, i don't have that right here i, I didn't oh. put that out but they just <laughs> those are the four different levels of okay and it and it's sort of how long you've spent with them and your and the the level of respect and reciprocity and all of that so close stuff. best friend is a higher or a true a deeper friendship than close friend yeah I mean, how it if you works. have to divide it into four, right? I think yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a, um, if you divide it into three, you would probably say acquaintance, friend and close friends. Right. Right. Best friend is probably is like a slice of a close friend, mm-hmm. but the, so, so friends, the word, the concepts you and I have talked about this, Terry, it sometimes feels a little squishy. Like uh-huh. it's a little hard to define mm-hmm. in this article. They had something I really appreciated. And I'm just going to read it. It's important to note that in today's social media heavy society, people often get confused about their friend status. The process of making true friends has not changed. What has changed is the blanket labeling of acquaintances, acquaintances of acquaintances, and close friends with all the same title, friend. Okay. Oh, you look like you don't agree with that. No, I don't that I'm trying to 
So it's a use, it's a word that the value of, or the definition of it changes, or um, each of us might use it in a different frame of reference. That's right. what I'm, that sounds like. Yes. I think that's what they're saying. We, especially when you think of friends on social media, when it turns out you don't really know them, or they are right. somebody who in a pre-social media day would really just be an acquaintance. Mm -hmm. You would, you would never have called them a friend. Um, but I do think there's, that's interesting. There's a, like a time period after you meet somebody where it's a little, um, uh, like you don't want to introduce somebody. Hi, Terry. I'd like you to meet my acquaintance, Janet. Like Janet's going to go, excuse right. me, I've known you five years. <laughs> right. So like, you know, I would like you to meet my work acquaintance. Right. Jose, like, how do you, so we use friend, I think, to encompass a lot of those. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, the, the, I don't know, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought as I say that, but <laughs> I think it's interesting that, that we can use it to mean more than people who are truly somebody we would define mm -hmm. as a close friend. Mm -hmm. Well, and that when you were using that example, it's, it's probably often because you want to be considerate of the person who maybe is your work friend. You don't want to define it by that because it really, um, yeah, you want to give them the courtesy of saying, of calling, of calling them your friend. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, yes. Here's this person <laughs> I sometimes hang out with at work. I don't really like, but sometimes we go to lunch because we're next to each other. Right. Yeah. And inwardly, as you're introducing this person and you use the word friend, you're thinking to yourself, oh my God, I hope they don't think this means <laughs> we're close friends. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I mean, that's a topic for a whole nother podcast. That is. The, that is. The, yeah. The like, are we friends? Are we not friends? What if uh -huh. one of you feels like you're more the friend? I mean, I, we, I think we've yeah. all had those kind of experiences. Yes. So, um, yeah. So what other thoughts do you have on what makes friendships simple or make them complicated? Oh, what makes them complicated can be um, time apart or not being in touch with people for a while mm -hmm. um, and others not understanding why there's been no communication and it could be for no re good reason at all, or it could be because somebody's energies are directed someplace else. Um, well, to, to, yeah. to follow up on that point, I think, you know, in these pandemic times, mm -hmm. I think some of us who may not in the past have thought about it are realizing this whole other layer of stress that we have, whatever else is going on in our lives. And I've definitely found people to be more understanding of, mm -hmm. um, of sort of the ups and downs of friendship and the I haven't been able to get in touch with you for four weeks. There's no reason. Yeah. I just haven't. Yeah, yeah. you're right. There is more of a, an understanding without having to go into to any kind of depth on why, because we're just all kind of appreciating why. Yeah. Because so we're all living it. Yeah. Very yep. thin silver lining to this yes. pandemic shaped cloud that we're living. I know. In. I know. Sooner or later, we're going to have to all pay more attention again. So um, I know. we're gonna have to meet each other in person oh right my right um 
And maybe another kind of complication can be um, unsaid things or things that were said or weren't intended, you know, misinterpreting yeah. what things were said or, or not said sometimes, or, sometimes not being responded to or not having, you know, um, not having weighed in on something can be just as complicated. Right. Or correctly interpreting somebody, something, something somebody said, mm-hmm. if it turns out this person is a frenemy, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. um, cause I think a lot of us have had that a person in that role in our lives. And so then you find yourself questioning, you know, what am I actually getting out of this relationship? Mm-hmm. And sometimes the answer is a lot. And sometimes the answer is I misunderstood what that person said, but yeah. if, if you didn't misunderstand them and somebody has said something hurtful, like, I mean, that's definitely complicated. Then does, do you still want to be friends? Does, Mm -hmm. how do you make that decision? Mm -hmm. Well, that's one of those relationship decisions too. It's like nobody who's going to be the first one to, to talk about, you know, the elephant in the room kind of thing and whether or not the friendship is, in such a state that having um, an honest conversation or dialogue about whatever it is that's complicating it, whether the outcome is going to be, you know, just how to navigate it, just like any two-way conversation that's about a hard subject or a hard event. Mm. And for a lot of us, when presented with a difficult situation like this, especially with a friend or um, a close friend, someone you feel like you, you really know, but it we can still be afraid to bring up difficult mm-hmm. topics. I mean, you know, nobody, maybe it's, maybe somebody does, but I don't think many people like having difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. And if we're afraid that saying something might threaten the friendship, um, that can feel complicated. And then, as you know, sometimes, but not saying it also complicates the friendship or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they wonder what's wrong with you. Why you seem upset, but you, every time I ask you, you say you're not upset. Right. So, you know, it, in some ways, you know, being a friend is the simplest possible thing. It's just two people Mm -hmm. sharing their thoughts and sharing experiences together. But once you dig into it, it can get really complicated. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what is the reason you choose to be friends with somebody um, or choose not to be friends with somebody or choose to end a friendship with somebody Mm -hmm. like that? Those are all like personal and emotional decisions, which are easier for some people to make and harder Mm -hmm. for some people to make. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, when friendships, when you when your friendships are kind of in the groove and going right, it just feels like, yeah, I got this. Uh, then you hit a bump and it feels like the most confusing thing in the world. Yeah. Bumps are hard. And I've, I've found myself wondering sometimes too, that we, we now have terms related to friendship that are tied into the way we communicate on social media. So if you, if you texted me and I haven't responded, I'm ghosting you. And, um, you know, so there, so we've got a whole different way of sharing our friendship, Yes. but, 
and this, I don't think we, I don't know if right now there's an answer to this question, but how have those dynamics changed when they're to um, change the friendship when you don't hear from somebody? Do you just accept it rather than getting in touch with them to find out exactly what's going on and why there's no communication? Um, you know, and there's, We'll find, you know, society and social studies will find out probably in if they haven't already taken a look at that. But I'm sure there's differences because you you could be separated from somebody and that friendship, but never having been physically in the same room together. Um, right. For that to happen. Right. And, you know, as great as all these communication tools that we have mm-hmm. are. And, um, you know, they've got their downside is certainly if you pay attention to the news and what they're saying about social media and, you know, there are certainly some challenges with that and how it, it encourages or discourages us to relate to each other. But I, you know, I think the underlying thing is that we all have a need to have friend relationships mm-hmm. to be liked, to be appreciated. And I think maybe I can't say everybody, but I think a lot of people have fear of, okay, so if I text you and you don't text me back, like what's the right number of times I can keep texting you before I need to accept that you're, you've actually, you're, me. right. Um, right. And I think, so I think the, the tools have made it harder in some ways to think about the, the triggers, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, we've always been able to ghost each other, just true, just stop showing up. And now yeah. it's just, I think it feels more immediate because we're so used to having these immediate conversations. Well, and you've got the scoreboard. I'm holding like with the phone, you've got the scoreboard in your hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what's different. And, you know, it's so hard as a, human and and I think I'm not alone in this but it can be so hard to understand sometimes when something happens how much of it doesn't really have anything to do with me mm-hmm. I haven't heard from my friend because here's a list of 20 reasons that she hasn't been able to be in touch with anybody mm-hmm. or here's a list of two reasons she hasn't been in touch with me, but none of them is that she's angry with me. She just hasn't been able to be in touch, but I feel like it's such a human thing to maybe kind of automatically turn it on ourselves. Well, it must've been something I said, I did something wrong. Oh no. When I said X, Y, Z last time we were together, now she hates uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, you know, maybe not everybody feels that, but I think a lot of us feel that way, at least sometimes. Right. And, and it's, it's just, it's funny to me that like, we have to keep relearning over and over again. You know, I mean, certainly there have been times when somebody ghosted me and it's because they decided they didn't like me anymore, you know, but at, how did at, you find at, but you, but I mean, you, you just assume to, you, you assume after three years find when, you, out. Right. when you haven't heard from them for three years, you assume. No, <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, friendships change and, um, mm-hmm. et cetera. But I think, you know, I think for a lot of people, the first thing we go to is it's something I did wrong. And right. quite often it's, 
it's not. And I think the way that we communicate these days, mm-hmm. like you said, we're holding the scorecard in our hand. Mm-hmm. It can make it harder to feel, to, to recognize, well, maybe it doesn't have anything to do with me. Right. Maybe she got really busy at work or she's planning this big meeting at work. So of course she can't get in touch with me. Or they think the worst. It's like, oh, maybe the family member who is ill is take is taken to turn for the worst. Maybe they're, you know, it's and it's interesting because we've we've all been on both sides of that. Yeah. And you do think the it goes, you know, the list goes from, oh, they're working late or oh this or oh that to just like the depths of things rather than just yeah yep I'm thinking of call that I need to return now (laughs) I know I'm thinking of a text that I need to return to because because we know they're there so we're we're doing we're doing it too exactly um you know and and I think I talked about this in another podcast episode but I did actually have a time where a friend didn't show up for something and we we knew it wasn't just, we knew she hadn't just decided to not spend time with us. Like, we're like, no, something's actually happened. Mm -hmm. And we did some investigating and something had happened. She was fine, but something had happened and she just forgot Mm -hmm. to communicate it to us. And I still think, how could you forget? You knew we were all meeting for dinner, but she did. And in the end she was fine, but I remember at the beginning of dinner, we were trying to um, like, okay, why isn't she here? She Mm -hmm. said this, what do you think happened? I don't know. When did you last hear from her? We're having this whole conversation. And at the beginning, we just assumed, oh, she's late. You know, uh, um, well, you take the layers off of what's a reasonable reason for this to be happening. By the end of it, it was you go home and call where she lives and have them do a wellness check. Like, Mm -hmm. because it was so unusual. But it was, you know, the first thought was, well, she, it couldn't be that she just decided she doesn't like us. Like it's gotta be something else. Um, So that was one instance where we really did start with the, oh, you know, she wouldn't forget to, oh gosh, let me call and do this wellness check. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and just, you know, she was fine, by the way, everything was fine. Um, But but, we do all do it and we all have, and our friends all do it. And we do. And I mean, the whole conversation at dinner, not the whole conversation, a lot of the conversation was about what do we think this means? <laughs> Is she okay? If she's not okay, what are we going to do? So it was, it was clear that we were all sort of on the same page of mm-hmm. thinking, okay, this is, this is not normal behavior, but what are we supposed to do about it? Right. Um, right. So, well, I think we could talk for another uh, 25 minutes on um, the simplicities and the complexities of friendships. So maybe Absolutely. we'll do that. Absolutely. We'll do that for another podcast. Um, yeah. Yep. But because it, there are, there are, you're right. There are so many of them. There are so many. Do you have any final thoughts to share with our listeners? No. Um, well, yeah, I, I think just, you know, having the chance to talk about this made me as I was joking about some of the stuff but it's true I do have a phone message that's been sitting there but I got to see it it's like oh I can call him in a couple of days kind of thing you know I've got this going on so we're all doing it nobody is above um, having to do that and it just makes me 
and all of us, it's a re- the, to, to flip it around. It's a reminder of, you know, we talk about being a better friend or not complicating things. Well, that means just recognizing that a friend has reached out. So, um, so that's what I'm going to do today. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it is a reminder um, that there are things we could do better with better. We can treat our friends better and we can treat ourselves better. Yeah. For me, in addition to replying to that text that I'm mm-hmm. now remembering, I need to reply to, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's just a reminder of how, you know, one of the reasons I just love that we talk about friends and friendships because, because it is in some ways just the simplest thing. And mm-hmm. why do you even need to worry about it? And then in other ways, it's complex and aggravating and frustrating and confusing, mm-hmm. but it's all of it. When you mix it all up, it's just so special and beautiful. It is. And it's what I love about what we do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And knowing that everybody who's listening and the people that we come across and we talk to about Project BFF, everybody does feel the same about it. You're right. And everybody appreciates the experiences that everybody else has had. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Well, this was a fabulous conversation as yes, always. As, thank you. Same So you. I think we're going to say goodbye to everybody and we will see you next week with our next episode where we're going to be talking about some tips and tricks on how to make friends. Absolutely. Yep. We'll do that next week then. All right. Bye-bye. All righty. Bye.